What's up, everyone? It is 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, which means you're tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. I'm producer Lauren, and today we have Brad Spearson from GrownIn.com on. But first, we do have to get into a little bit of Cannabis Legalization News. So, Megan and Tom, what's going on in news this week? Well, there was some federal news, and that has to do with Congress being back. So Congress is back. You know, they took a small summer vacation. How's your summer vacation going, dude? Went to the river yesterday, dude. You went to the river? Yeah, I mean, like, we try to avoid everybody. It's still COVID fest. So COVID fest. So what are they going to do for hemp fest this year? It's about three weeks or it would be away, right? Oh, man, I'm I'm more worried about the schools, but the the whole thing is I I don't we're, we're shut down, dude. Like the world needs to understand that this shit's real. This shit's real. And you know, it's in, and it's federal cannabis legalization news week. So get excited, everybody, uh, get excited, everybody. My bad on that oh, yeah. one. Uh, and so that one, and let me hit screen share because it is fresh. It's only an hour old. Ooh. So Congress should pass marijuana legalization bill amid coronavirus. Col- col- ah, how do you pronounce that word? Coalition. Coalition of Justin Group urges. And hey, don't forget to sign up to the marijuana moment if you haven't yet, and you'll get that. But but this is um, the big news that came out of it because uh, some of those coronavirus relief packages actually included the Safe Banking Act, but then it went over to the Senate and it it hit uh, well the Senate. Is the Safe Banking Act the one that was being blocked with the the, the crapo? Yeah, that was the one being blocked. Technically, he likes to say it's pronounced Crapo, but he's wrong. He's pronouncing his name wrong. It's Technically, crap. I believe he's on the yeah. yeah. I think, you know, if you if you consider uh, marijuana to be limited to 2% THC or more, uh, it's, it's that's Crapo. It's, it's clearly a Crapo. Well, it just adds to the misunderstanding of the plant overall. I mean, period, you know, just. Yep, he's contributing bullshit. the lie. He's contributing yeah. the lie. Hey, uh. Did you know freaking uh, the DEA are being used in some of these protests that we got going around? Like, um, what's up with these protests? You guys, you know, you're, you're not you're in Seattle, not Portland, but then you just have roving federal unmarked people just harassing people. Well, and, you know, the fact that this is just making news that way. I mean, now see, Portland's really good. You know, Portland originally was going to be a white city, like it was made by the KKK. Seriously, like 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 the Northwest has a deep know that. rooted like. For for living in Hippieville, it's a deep rooted of uh, hate and racism out here, and and that's why it's so important that these kids are out there fighting their system, doing what they're doing down there at least, you know. And here, yeah. in, well, in Seattle, kind of same thing, but they've negotiated, they've met in the middle. They're we're trying to make amends and stuff, but yeah. I, oh, so back to being the news. Uh, my daughter was telling me that um, they have friends in Cali. This mm-hmm. happened during the George Floyd protest originally. Uh, they were picked up and dropped off three counties away. Picked up and dropped off three counties away. We need to change that. And you know what we're going to do? Collectively, we will be known as the Marijuana Justice Coalition, the MJC. So what? evidently, there is this new Marijuana Justice Coalition that we have to try to get on the show. And they are trying to reform these uh, these cannabis laws. And so, mm. for example, there's the MORE Act. You can search for that. The Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. It's kind of similar to what they did in Illinois. Nice. And so that one's uh, by... Judiciary Chairman Jared Nadler. We should try to get Nadler on the show. Um, but not only that, then out of Oklahoma, Oklahoma marijuana company fined for unlawful pesticide use. A $541,000 fine uh, laid down by Oklahoma State Cannabis Regulatory Agency wow. against a company. It looks like uh, Moon Mix LLC. So what do you think about those open markets? You know, it's it's still you're gonna have cutting corners no matter what. 
illegal industry or whatever. Like again, plant regul lab regulation is plant regulation in my in my world. And like, I think that was an example of it right there. They they yeah. saw it, it came back flagged, and they got stuck. Five hundred forty-one thousand yeah. dollars. Let's see that line item on the budget. Uh, and here's the thing, though, you if they were to put the results of the plant, like yes, it was used with pesticide. People buy cigarettes. People are going to buy shitty weed. No, for real. People That's do buy cigarettes. Like millions of people. And evidently before, they couldn't be wrong. But that was like the 50s. And now cigarette smokers can be wrong. They willingly call yeah. them cancer sticks. They, they literally are cancer sticks. That's literally what the... But then uh, this it would, in theory, kind of be like the 21st century of that. Uh, and so that one doesn't give you cancer, but it is still in a stick format. You see, a joint is filled not with tobacco or all those treatments that they put onto the nicotine cigarette. Think about the science experiment that is the nicotine cigarette. You know what? Here's, here's the deal. One gives you cancer. The other one gives you prison. What the fuck? Yeah, and the one that gives you prison actually seems like it is better for you, like objectively. It is literally giving you an antioxidant and neuroprotectorant into your lungs. How does this work out? Well, so far, let, oh, no, Dr. Grinspoon died, but he was 92. So uh, I guess fine. I guess that's how it works out is fine. Yeah. But you know, Greenspoon actually set off to, to find the, the, the bad stuff about cannabis when he went to do his research. That was the only way he would have gotten that funding for the research. It was the yeah. research getting funded to find the harm. I'm going to go experiment on the harms of 40 years later. Still haven't found it, but this stuff is awesome. Hey, I'd like Dr. to Grinspoon. give go a ahead. shout out to another badass of the day. This gentleman here in Indiana, uh, apparently he was rolling a blunt on the side of the road. If you read the story, the cop told him not to read the to roll the blunt. Like the cop, mm -hmm. he the cop grabbed the blunt and he broke the cop's jaw. I mean, I'm not promoting violence. I'm just saying. Uh, that day. is out of the South Bend Tribune. Man accused of breaking jaw of Elk Harp cop who tried to seize marijuana blunt. Well, you know, I don't I don't swipe a blunt from a man's mouth and think it's going to go well. You know, I uh, I'm not sure that's, why that guy did. That's the true drug abuse. I'm just saying, my friend. Taking uh, a man's blunt. Taking a man's blunt. You'll do it. So uh, have you heard about high times or not? Well, I'm not sure. I guess it is high times. It's high times is um, uh, IP. So the cannabis cup is coming to Illinois, and it's going to be an interesting styled cannabis cup. Have you heard about that one, the cannabis cup in Illinois? I, I think, didn't they have one out here recently where they kind of did the same way, or at least not out here, maybe in Oklahoma? It's all virtual. It's kind of all virtual and it's crowdsourced. So like you can sign up to be a judge for the cannabis cup for high times. And they're going to say, I guess, smoke these particular flowers, which is going to be pretty difficult because amount of flower out there could make trying to test the same cannabis hard. So like, you know, it, it, it might be impossible to get one strain all over the state where the judges are. So they aren't going to have like a full. Well, and honestly, dude, though, I mean, the high times hasn't had to wait when it comes to branding and credibility when it comes to the plant you know it's like everybody knows the high times cups are kind of already like bought for paid for if you're going to have limited growers limited participants you know this is you know and that's how they made their revenue for so long now they're just kind of clinging i think in my opinion well, they're also doing the capital raise methodology of the cannabis cam uh, uh industry wherein if you cannot make enough money just start raising capital yeah yeah here, here. would anybody like to buy some stock go to my gofundme uh, you know, I, we have plenty of stock. You could buy some stock. You know? uh, and so I'm sure if you wanted to get a high times share of stock, probably a little easier, but you can become a high times judge in Illinois for that. Oh, yeah. No, the, the stock's not that hard, dude. It's still, they're still doing that the panhandling stuff online, but 
you know, it's something happier news. Uh, Rhode Island got their first uh, marijuana lab. Oh, good. First marijuana testing lab in Rhode Island to certify a marijuana potency. Let's see the 27%. What's the THC? Did they have like a THC percentage in there? They don't. It just says. Oh, it, says and, and it, just, it just goes into just reporting. What are your that? THC percentages in Washington? Because I think ours in Illinois, I think they're cooking their books. Uh, fuck, dude. You know, then that's that's always been. A, I think we're, we're stabilizing now where I can have a high expectancy of like looking at a good high. Uh, potency of being about 24%, 25%. And oh, expecting no. it to be about that. Yeah, we have some people that are advertising like 34, 36. So like some strange were saying they were coming in at that. So yeah, no. 30 plus. They're cooking their numbers. Uh, and, and again, uh, you guys are going to be going through aches and pains. And we still went through it. Here uh, was about three years ago. One of the bigger labs that was doing testing all the way to medical days, uh, 360 analytics. Um they had their uh, HOLA accreditation for years, even before we became uh, medical or mm -hmm. recreational. Then probably about four years ago, the accrediting body came in to inspect the labs and said, hey, here's a shit ton of list of things that you messed up on. One of them was not having an SOP. And they're like, how can you ding us on not having an SOP when you've been through our lab eight years in a row? Like, right. it was, it's just a money grab. You know, a lot of times these audits, you got to watch who's inspecting the inspectors, man. You got to watch who your regulator is. Yeah. Because sometimes they like to regulate. Yeah. Those regulations can result in the fines and the penalties. Well, and then let's talk about how painful regulation can be when the FDA just released new guidelines on cannabis, but yet it's going to wait for a White House review. Is oh, that yeah, that White House review is going to be great, I'm sure. But, you know, the USDA guidelines for the next year's uh, crop season are going to be more stringent. As, uh, so Illinois still has not complied yet. So that we're, we're going to be abiding by some new regulations next year, I'm pretty sure because of the, the USDA stuff that they're doing with uh, the, the THC limits. And so hopefully we can get THC up to 1%. That would be fantastic and kind of reflect the actual plant genetics as opposed to changing hemp genetics fairly quickly. Speaking of, uh, just got this today, uh, hemp genetics, an overview of a rapidly evolving field. Now, it, it goes on to explain why hemp genetics are so important. One of the reasons of why hemp genetics would be so important is because of these types of USDA regulations, because what's super hot in hemp? Super hot in hemp is not CBD right now. It's these other lesser terpenoids, Delta-8 THC. CBG is hot right oh, now. Huge. And so those types of uh, flowers and oils that are commanding the better price, but then CBD, is the demand is, is there. It's just that uh, with the regulations changing next year, the supply might get constrained into 2022 if suddenly everything's CBG, you can't get your CBD anymore because all those plants are now off the table because they were a 21 ratio. Yeah. And so your total THC levels were about 1%, which is where you need to call your congressman and tell them, hey, uh, we need to amend the, the 2018 farm bill or the next farm bill. Let's define hemp not as 0.3, but 1%. Because we define it at 1%, nobody gets high, and we have a steady supply of CBD. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, even, I mean, there still should be, like, even the 1%, there should be a greater cutoff, I think. You know, just, just for the differential, for the police, and for but everybody. For, I understand that. But I'm just saying for the stable genetics that were there, for the hemp that got us to here, for, like, the Charlotte's Web style of genetics and mm. stuff, it was about a 20 to 1 ratio of the, and yeah. the THC levels. You could keep it at Delta, I'm sorry, at 0.34 Delta 9 alone, but not for total. 
because all these things could be grown very, very well because, you know, Delta 9 really doesn't grow on the plant. What is it? It's the THCA, right? And so that THCA might be like 0.5 and then the total might be like, you know, 0.7, 0.8, but the Delta would always be 0.3 or less. Like we're microdosing the nation, you know. Maybe we should uh, ask our guests about. Uh, yeah, where could we have a good conversation about about this? Absolutely. Hey, Brad, what's going on? I don't know. When we're short on THC, we're all SOL. There yes, we are. That w- that's when we can become cannabinoid deficient. I there believe some of the people out there in the world are cannabinoid deficient, but not you, Brad. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Brad, and I appreciate being on the show. And uh, so I'm a Chicagoan. I'm a journalist, and I'm an entrepreneur. And I'm the uh, co-founder of uh, a company, a startup called Grown In, where uh, currently we focus uh, the the most of our reporting because we're here in Illinois, originating on what's going on in the state of Illinois uh, from an industry perspective. And uh, over time, we're expanding to Michigan and other areas. But in terms of uh, my own history, you know, I've covered Chicago politics. I've covered Chicago tech, national, whatever. Uh, cannabis in Illinois is a fascinating beat. Yeah. Tell us what you're hearing because I'm a little suspicious about these. Uh, you got be. That's, I mean, it's Illinois. <sighs> and it's Illinois on delay. So what's going on during the delays? Like a web delay or a no, no, the, delay the, or a... the licensing delay. Right, right. Oh, that the licensing. Delay. What are you hearing on that? What's the word on the street? Yeah, uh, we're all. We're, most of it's conjecture. I mean, I mean, there's licensing. Um, there, let, let's unpack that for a second. Uh, there's 75 retail dispensary licenses coming out. You know, we're now hearing maybe- 46 of which are earmarked for the Chicagoland BLS region, by the way. BLS region, by the way. By the way. What's BLS? Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's why you tune in. Like and subscribe Cannabis Legalization News for BLS Statistics. Is is that the- uh, Subscribing just for the earmarks. Just for the earmarks. Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, like the demographic or demographic, like financial and all that stuff for the uh, yes? And so in that Bureau of Labor Statistics, they have regions, and so that that is a region on there, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's fairly large. It's it's about sixty five percent of Illinois' population. Oh wow! Yeah. So, like, what we're seeing here right now already is before we get into how the law will like like how the law will play out in Illinois. I mean, the 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 construct of legalization in Illinois is considerably different than, you know, any other state, because every state, as we know, is kind of a um, laboratory for legalization, because we're all doing it in our different ways. And, and uh, each state has its own characteristics that it brings into the table. And um, you're right, like, and in, in so uh, thousands of applicants are waiting. Thousands. Uh, it's, it was actually 700 teams that put in thousands of applications. So the average team put in like five or six applications. And maybe best case scenario, we'll know about all of those in September. These are the dispensary yeah. licenses. So there's, there's a couple other brackets, but on the dispensary, um, the, the, what we don't know, you know, so a lot of thousands of these, they're scored. Um, there are provisions in the law that allow uh, for social equity candidates, individuals from, um, individuals that have been adversely impacted by the failed war on drugs. You have Social equity applicants. So if you don't have that, you're not going to win. Um, 
But within that, if people tie, no one really knows how the ties are going to be broken. And um, but you know what can go wrong in the state of Illinois? Of course, I remember that. And I'll tell you what can go wrong on March twenty, May May twenty third. Uh, they tried to amend. The, so, like, there is actually a video that I did on this uh, new article for the CRTA that they tried to amend regarding the ties for the dispensary. That is technically wrong, but kind of still right because they they added Article eighteen and it failed at the legislation. And so then they had to finalize the emergency rules that they made. So they essentially did what they did in Article 18, but then stuck it in the rules. And so if you read the rules, the tie does make a lot of nonsense, just the right amount of nonsense, because it has to do with like how things are going to be you know, excluded therefrom or entered into. And then you know, it's just all sorts of weird. I mean, and it's going to be an interesting shakeout. It's it's the sausage is are being made everybody yeah you just described how it is but on the on the other side it's like okay when are they not like a lot of people are pretty sanguine you know applicants of like you know what i built this into my model so i didn't over you know i didn't pay too much on spec for the right to have this lease or whatever you know, other people are more nervous as you could imagine um but from covid and 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 you know just you know complexity is a law what we thought we'd know um, by now, we oh, may yeah. know by the end of this summer. That's yeah. good because like a lot of the people in my industry are just sitting there going like. Dude, that's everybody though for COVID right now. We're all. True. True. I mean, but everything like, just kind of still at work. Well, you know? not stop. So there's, there's other, there's other, there's a little bit of a, a pilot light of progress as it relates to um, uh, licensing in Illinois. Um so independent of those 75 dispensaries, there are, um, I think, 40 craft grow licenses, you know, smaller than the 21 that are, um, you know, fully operational, so to speak. And um, transporter licenses and uh, processing licenses and deficiency notices are at least going out to yeah. those applicants, which makes you, you know, unless it's some kind of AI thing, yeah. it's not going to happen. Someone's actually reading it and responding in it to whatever. I don't no, know. It's AI. Yeah, that, that, that one that just went out was AI because that was like a very technical one that I saw. And I'm like, all right, that's that could have also been like humor, human well, user. Like robot on. I mean, he said that like that's so, yeah, everyone's yeah. like waiting for any kind of glimmer of hope of yeah. when this is going to be back on track. Yeah, because the uh, the ten day notice deficiency process in the uh, dispensaries when they were grading those that took about like four months. So like I saw the first ones come through, uh, probably like April twentieth or somewhere in there, and then they were still coming through up until July. So I haven't seen one of them. I haven't seen one of them like three weeks for for the dispensaries. But you know, I did see that one for the the craft uh, grows going around, and that one just looked like it was a a, a submission error. On the team's part, behalf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what you know. That is news because yeah. everyone's waiting on real news. Right. You know, Cook County Commission Board said in late May, early June, that the first trickle of of things should be in mid July. We're now what July in the twenties of July. Mm -hmm. We haven't hit that deadline, nor have there been any kind of official modification to that estimate. So everyone's just kind of scraping for 
That, that's right. Let me go get some tea, tea leaves because I would like to read them. And wow. so the most recent one that I, I had was that thing that she did mention. She mentioned in mid-July. And then I was, uh, so you have conversations and then you have more conversations. And then mid-July mid becomes, welcome to July 22nd. We are now officially one day away from late July. Uh, and so, uh, you know, so if it's the last week of July, it's officially late July. I mean, I'm, and, I'm 46 in my mind, mid, mid 40s or late 40s? You're still mid 40s. You're, you're, you're mid 40 until 47 and a half. Wait. Damn, I'm almost there. <laughs> you're still mid 40s. It's okay. Hey, Brad, so everything's okay now. Yeah. Growing's a media outlet, right? So you're a journalist. Information at yeah. What a, um, why, why cannabis, man? What made you jump into this, this realm of bullshit? <laughs> it's fun. Uh, right, I mean, that's kind of why yeah. we all do it. Yeah. Um, so, so my background uh, as a journalist and entrepreneur uh, is when I was 25, I had the opportunity to co-found a, um, a media company that published newsletters uh, uh, focusing on the Chicago tech digital dot com uh, space. It was called E Prairie, and I did that, and uh, you know, uh, then I did then I did something called Applelicious, which was all about apps. Then I did something called um, Participate Learning, which is all ed tech. And now I'm doing grass. <laughs> What's your, uh, uh, do you consume recreationally or do you uh, more of like a, I got bad back and well, what's your deal? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a long time uh, uh, enthusiast of the plant and all of its applications. Nice. Yeah. Yes, that's good. I like to say uh, my licensed medical use has been the last three years. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly um, culturally, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a white boy in his mid 40s that grew up seeing the Grateful Dad and fish a lot. Damn right. <laughs> um, you know, so that's, that's kind of my, you know, that's yeah, yeah. cultural milieu. Cool. That's correctly. Um, so I come into that with that, but then as a business reporter and then so I like. Oh, well, let's talk about then. Like, you know, let's talk about the publishing business because yeah. you have a hot, you have a hot subject to talk, to publish about that people yeah. want to hear about. Okay. But how do you make money in publishing? I, I mean, I, I so publishing. In, think of it as an information company, and uh, right now, uh, Gronin uh, is recognized increasingly for having quality, authoritative rec uh, information. Uh, that's unbiased. It's not owned by anybody aside from the two publishers. And, um, you know, we just try to tell the story. So my, my, my business partner, uh, Mike Fouché, is the uh, founder of The Daily Line that was pro a profitable information and media company in Chicago covering that. That was a subscription-based model. Um, you know, I don't want to live and die off ads. My last company... Um, the EdTech one um, uh, was a pioneer in adult learning and competency-based learning. In that market, it was for K-12 teachers. But I could, um, you know, grown in as an as a information and education company. And um, there are some extraordinary um, business models associated with online learning. And I think... Uh, cannabis, while there's a lot of great energy here, could benefit from uh, a cross-pollination of those capabilities. Oh, yeah. Do you think you can save high times? 
I mean, I'm a long time leader, but I got to grow grown in before I save high times. Jesus. One thing at a time. So then uh, what type of lessons would you consider to be the most lucrative? In, in terms of what? Just in general. I'm just well, having a general conversation. And like yeah. Todd and publishing and, and, and you, well, know, well, you know, if you're going to try to monetize uh, oh. the e e um, learning yeah. kind of thing, because oh, well. I, I I just bought uh, something about uh, how to do better handstands, because that's what I think is important in your 40s to do a good handstand. Well, and no, so that that's e learning, and and there's a lot of e learning applications in this industry as well. But what makes for a good sales pitch? You think? I well, I you know, it's all it's anything has to be learner centered, or else it's not going to work. Mm. So, right. so let's think of who the learners are in this environment. Um, in Illinois, for instance, you have um, you have individuals that want to work at a plant touching company to dispense, to cultivate, to process. There's compliance there. Mm. Um, but then you get into um, beyond compliance. There's, as we know. Uh, the the cannabis industry is somewhat wild west in nature, and um, especially in Oklahoma. But you mm -hmm. still have to use pesticides. You see that half oh, a oh, million oh. dollars. Yeah. So so okay. Then then there's that. There's maybe um, you know to the extent that uh, a proper uh, learning reflection collaboration. Uh, within organizations could could help professionalize this industry, modernize this industry. That that within um, how I see learning is, which is a very social in nature and provides individuals with a competency to advance their career, advance their knowledge base. And if they want to do a headstand high, maybe there's like- You got to activate the TVA. Like, there's transverse dominus, And then you need some other core strengthening. But that's and it helps to be five seven. It, I'm five seven. <laughs> you're you're gonna. It's I'm six two. It's the leverages. It's just doing an L sit hurts like a mother, man. It's gonna stretch. I know. Yeah. This is why people Literally. tune in to cannabis yeah. legalization news to learn about. Yeah. Uh, now, the one thing so that you broadly, make, broadly uh, there's yeah. models. Um, there's models. That you, what your answer? You start with the learner, and you try yeah. to figure out who is this person transforming from another industry. We are all immigrants in the cannabis industry none of us right grew up well, that that's not necessarily true not uh, necessarily some of the growers true. some of the growers they're generational i get it um, but yeah. yeah but the three of us i mean i oh, yeah. the, not, most but, of the people that are in the business side they've been in it for five and a half minutes right yeah. so there there's a lot in there there's a lot okay uh i used to work at uh hilton no not anymore no well, but you know, it's 80 million is sold in Illinois. Mm. Uh, maybe in these 75, these craft grow, I could get a cool boutique job doing this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why not? That's well, right. Because as you have already covered other industries, um, you know, the one thing unique about cannabis is there's no Miggy 420s for beer. There's no guy advocating for the release of people. Yeah. locked up for a plant, you know, if, right. you know, who's devoted their life to like trying to like change well, like the world. 10 years ago, the world yeah. was a little different. Like I had a fake name on this, you know? And so like, uh, and again, if you guys want one of those, you can email me at Tom at collateralbase.com. 
And, but then uh, the thing was with that, that, that was a book that I held up from 2010 when I met Miggy. Uh, and the thing about that was that was when some people wouldn't necessarily use their real names in connection to the yeah. stuff because this thing was still so illegal and so new. Yeah. And, yeah. I could have joined five years ago, but I had a young son and, and you know. It, and it, even prejudice was five years more in the past, you know. So yeah. like, yeah. yeah I right. mean, so, you know, I honor, I honor. um you know, everyone that's in this industry and everyone comes at it from a different vantage point. Uh, my bet, I think a lot of people's bet is that, um, I mean, I see, I see cannabis uh, right now in, in many ways, similar to the dot-com boom in the late nineties that I covered uh, extensively yeah. throughout a lot of differences, obviously. Right. Yeah. But you know, a lot of similarities too, though. totally like uh, a lot of people coming in from doing something else that are drawn to the new it's new industry um never before had for six thousand years of it well i mean again we've been buying weed for decades just in cash we still buy weed in cash and so very few things have changed the laws have changed this much but then they are very very complex and it's fascinating that we're talking about e-learning in the sense that now everybody the whole country is staring into e-learning as a practical matter right now and and yet you're extolling the virtues of e-learning and how well it can actually work. So do you think in the not too distant future, or there will be a standardized first grade, uh, you know, at firstgrade.gov or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, that my, so my last business um, uh, extensively managed like recommendation algorithms that were socially driven around what application to use with what kind of teacher within what kind of school and format. Wow. And then we did a lot of work with Verizon and Samsung and we created it. So, and I have a, a soon to be fifth grader at Chicago public school. And I have a, a, a second company called workflow edu. So I pay a lot of attention to that space. I don't know if you knew that when you asked the question or not. No, just, you um, just don't get, you don't right. find out things unless you ask questions. That's yeah. what I, I still do it. Hey, if you want me to sue for you, you can, you can email me at Tom at collateralbase.com. I still sue for people. But, you know, the whole education thing, too, the, the, the establishment of the school system right now that they're dealing yeah. with uh, is still within what? Well, I mean, Brad, you might know the history of education within the century, right? 1900s is when our school system. Well, well I mean, there's, let's let's there's that holistic question. Let's get back to the first grade. What was the what was the, the specific question about the first grade? Website. Do you think that will eventually be a standardized pr procedure? Like if Illinois would adopt like, no, you just have to teach you can teach it in person. It has to accomplish these things. Here's the lesson uh, met metric. So well, you would go through and check off all the lessons. It's like, thank you. That's it's, um, right on the wall. Yeah. um, I, I, we've already, we're already seeing a migration toward competency based learning. Yeah. So in the school systems, um, common core is kind of that where, where, um, like it or not, there's good to it. There's bad to it. There's a little bit of a, a paint by numbers when it comes to creating curriculum around these standards and students are evaluated based on those standards. So it's already kind of happening if you, th and that's why common core is controversial because it's not necessarily an enlightened, thoughtful, like whimsical type of education, but it, it it's common. Yeah. Like it, and, um, so, I mean, that's more of an analog version when you bring it to digital yeah, like I mean, there's we're, I mean, what we're happening, what's happening right now is in real time, we're seeing a K twelve world this fall, 
learn how to do remote learning first, school learning second, out of a pandemic. So right. what we saw, and it's it's not going it, to, we're not, you know, what we saw last March was like chaos and triage. Mm-hmm. We're seeing this summer is like, I don't know, but let's make sure everyone has a Chromebook. And <laughs> let's make sure that we're doing five hours a day rather than two hours a day. And let's like get our breath and have all these contingencies. It's not going to be great, but it'll I don't be- understand why there's not a workflow. It's like, okay, guys, uh, go to week 24 in, in your calendar. Click workflow. You know. I got workflowedu.com. So yeah. Nice. Can I do that too? I mean, can yeah, I go ahead. Go ahead. Workflow edu. What's that? That's what we're doing. So well, that's, that's, I mean, I want to answer your first grade question, but workflow is a way because we're, we're talking about competencies, which is like intellectual processing of information. Workflow is, uh, takes into account your social and emotional state, your students' social, my 10-year-olds, they were like, because if you're behind a screen or you're wearing a mat, like, I don't know, like your learning is going to be impaired as a result of that experience. So yeah. how can you acknowledge that so there's greater communication between students and teachers and parents, maybe, but definitely students and teachers about, you know what, I didn't, it, it, it wasn't like I didn't know how to long divide. It was like I was, you know, freaked out and someone coughed on me. Yeah. 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 Like how many people like totally you know, barfed on the day of the test because they just weren't very well educated about how to modulate their anxieties? I mean, it, it's that's the the key. I mean, we're developing applications, um, Google extensions, because that's where the teachers are, and everything like to, to prototype the concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we're in that stage right now. You could probably apply so some code. Yeah, <laughs> I said so. We all code. Neat. Did not know that. Uh, well, I don't. I don't. I've. Um, I. You know. I. I. Well, I mean, like creating software, you don't really need to code anymore. Like we're we're right. making stuff right now. There's algorithms running in the background. Yeah, you know, I'm a writer, and I have a great team, and right. including a very talented Illinois math and science uh, alum developer, uh, and and like a he went to IMSA. of like the w- woman that runs like the UN Sustainable Development Goal um, Twitter and social following. Mm-hmm. Uh, is on our team and there's, there's, that's uh and so there's workflow and then there's, um, cannabis. Yeah. Have you, you thought about applying? Time. Go ahead, yeah. Maggie. Well, I was just saying, you put the combine the two, you know, can you do a workflow for cannabis as far as for, you know, create a curriculum for someone to go through? Uh, well, create that first grade. I mean, Growingin.com forward slash learning, you know, see us later this quarter and certainly before the end of the year. Because I mean, my, our local community college offers uh, cannabis classes. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, um, it's an industry yeah. that, that uh, I mean, to Tom's point, I think we're just scratching the surface. It's right. not just about um, working specifically within the existing industry of a state that's like a MSO or, uh, you know, independent retail, independent, like uh, in Chicago alone, we have software companies like, you know, Philo and um, uh, Leaf Trade, you know, raising, you know, one yep. case, 25 million in venture, you know, another case like 6 million. Um, and, and, and so, so the tech 
part, which I used to report in Chicago, like there's VC venture capital money going toward that. Yeah. Chicago actually has money. Like that's the weird thing. I live in Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. We had a mass shooting on uh, Sunday. Secondly, it was 445 at the morning or something like that. You know, that, that's the stuff that we're kind of more used to, which sucks. But, you know, you guys actually have a very large commercial hub. What is Chicago? Is Chicago like the top five city in, in this country, the metropolitan area, at least? Yeah, Four-ish, I think, you know. You know, so it is a huge industry. It is it is a well, market not, onto itself. It's not just that. I mean, here I'm a media, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm yeah. a company. I'm an ancillary provider. I'm not um, touching the plant uh, professionally, but it, um, it's it's a it's a company growing audience, growing you know first product coming out um, because as a result of cannabis being legal in Illinois and social norms changing. I'm not, I'm part of that. Obviously, as we know, service provider law. In this case, yeah. expansion into serving a new business vertical in your region, you know, and so there's expansion happening as a result of this industry yeah. that's not associated with the plant, you know. Um, so, from an education standpoint, you could, you know, there, there, that's either way. You need to kind of know specific attributes of cannabis if you're an accountant or selling insurance, right? Yeah. Have you noticed issues uh, trying to like for your for growing? Uh, is there like financial issues? Like you try to create a bank account, and because it's uh, cannabis related, but not because you touch it, people are like, mm. "Yeah, yeah." I'll, um, it's more, at least in our case, it's more of a slowing down and a longer period of consternation for things that should just be a slam dunk. Gotcha. Um, but you know, I just heard somebody. I heard Stripe just uh, struck somebody down for doing an online conference. Like, hmm. after the fact, it was already set up. Now you got to switch it. That's not cool. So we we're going to use instead of Stripe. I mean, uh, we're just going to all be at the mercy of Square yeah. or PayPal. Uh, the, the Twitter Square guy is a total yeah. burner, and he's cool with it. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So everybody out there, use Square to buy your wheat. <laughs> that's uh, what I've heard. They, that's, that was their next option. Yeah. Right. Well, the problem with buying weed with Square is like you maybe if they could do a money transfer, an ACH wire, perhaps then. But uh, with the merchant code. So if you want to use the 21st century thing called a credit card, they actually date back to the 20th century, though. You have to have a merchant code. And so whatever you buy as a specific four digit code, there ain't one for cannabis. And so that's what kind of makes it difficult, including it makes it difficult for hemp. Because I don't really think there is one for hemp either. There may be one, but in theory, you should be able to have like, well, you don't usually buy agricultural commodities with your credit card, do you? Remember yeah. that time I bought corn and I was like, go get me uh, $50,000 worth of corn? This is yeah. when you realize we're all old because the kids nowadays are probably using Cash App and Venmo. I mean, they're Cash probably just Venmo, you know. Just, they don't even got exchange dollar bills or nothing. Here's sixty. They bucks. Still have the four digit merchant code, and so like it would still have the same problem. I mean, just because you don't have the actual card, and it's like you know your Apple Pay or something, or it's yeah. an actual app, you still have a merchant code. But then if you're just sending cash, then it's just cash. It's all now. This is all prehistoric. In in like a year and a half, I think. Um, it's going to normalize and like shift. And then, you know, everyone's going to be high. Thank God. 
It's about freaking time. You know what? That's when things finally going to start changing. People just I like, mean, oh, oh, man, we have been raping not, this I'm planet. Suspicious, but it's, it's not as if the status quo has guided us to right. a more uh, prosperous place right now. Yeah. Well, it kind of did. You know, uh, it, 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 we are in a much better place now than we were 20, 30 years ago. But I think most yeah, of that is well, because all, like, all Biden has to say on a debate is, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And what, you no, know, no, <laughs> I'm tired. That's what I am. I'm, we're, we're just all tired. Can we have some normal back? Oh, I remember Grandpa Joe. This is fantastic. And you're going to go back to the before times. OK, please, please, let's go back to the before times. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll take happy days over sad days. Yeah. Well, you know, legalizing cannabis has brought many more happy days than sad days. And I think Illinois is going to be a brighter and cheerier place. Uh, but after COVID. You know, yeah. it's a whole biological thing. Well, think about the, because uh, like if you have a new LMS coming out for um, uh, uh, cannabis, mm -hmm. cannabis was a, and, and like I have some swag. You know, this is an insurance provider that wanted something. I had some swag. I have some, some dube tubes that you could get at my, my, table i'd also have a book and then uh and then of course you're at a trade show trade shows were everywhere you'd buy a booth and then new ones would pop up on on a routine basis and when mm -hmm. the cannabis show comes to your state suddenly all these people in trade shows are going and then there's thousands of people in there and you're not allowed to do that anymore because of covid yeah but what you're doing right here is like i was doing this before because i am from channel. peoria illinois well, and if you don't go to the world <laughs> subject matter expertise right um, so this is the equivalent of a session at a conference right oh. now and, yeah. and your understanding of it and your first mover pre, but I think, uh, as a reality, you know, the things that we, what, okay, what did we get at conferences? We got, uh, education. Remember these? Networking and merchandising. Remember these? And, these were business cards. Right. We used to get these. <laughs> that's all, that's all get we so many business cards. Right There's so many yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, and, and we right, don't do that know, anymore. I hope you indexed all of those. No, I just uh, assumed COVID wasn't a thing back when oh, I yeah. got them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Business cards kill COVID. <laughs> Could be true. <laughs> oh, crap. We have to <laughs> make sure that I make a disclaimer. Otherwise, they'll yank this video. Okay. Oh, not, remember, we were joking. That was said as uh, satire. But even when I said, wow. uh, uh, my indica might have helped support my immune system. I didn't say it cured COVID. I said it might have helped. And no, we got but yanked. the title of the one, so like we and exercises in SEO, uh, Miggy uh, mistakenly just nailed a trend that was there. Uh, COVID cures uh, or cannabis or something like that. And so like, you know, was cannabis treating it? And yeah. so and it was really early. And so like since then, there's been actual CBS news stories and that'll share, share them. And we kind of be like, yeah, I know. And they, they yanked ours down. And so like it took off and it got like 25,000 views in a couple weeks or something, right? Yeah. And then just suddenly one day it was gone. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's a zeitgeist buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Violated the terms of service, I suppose. Uh, we, we said that we, we do comply with the terms of service. Everybody out there, please know that you are operating under at least a dozen terms of service right now, I bet. At I'll least. You over. Yeah. Well, like, well, if we sign up for your class. Yes. We're going to be subject to your terms of service, I would, I would imagine. I mean, we're, we're. Totally. Yes. You're going to be compliant. I mean, hey. I mean, we're teaching compliance, so we better be compliant doing so. Heck yeah. yeah. And that's one of the reasons why you should consider 
going to collateralbase.com and hiring a cannabis player. See how he does that, Brad? I mean, <laughs> no. These but, frames didn't pay for themselves. Besides growing, you got anything else coming up, bro? I mean, that's that's taking a lot of time here. I'm mean, growing in workflow. Um, but so growing in, we'll be doing, um, you know, we're doing uh, a lot of a lot of video. Now uh, we're going to have a, a webinar uh, next week on the uh, 20, whatever week from today is, 29th oh, wow. at, at 1230 p.m. Um, for mostly Chicago uh, social equity applicants. You got your dispensary license. Now what? And uh, dispensary owners and managers and operators are going to share best practices of what to do at the new starting line. Nice. Quality content right there. I'll be yeah. tuning in. Well, you got the huge market out there. As I was telling Tom, you know, we had Chilla Noise on uh, Sunday, and you guys, I mean, it's just a huge untapped market with the potential yeah. for uh, culture and whatnot. Lot of, I mean, but the, the irony is, you know, uh, more weed is um, uh, purchased in Michigan than Illinois at this point. Michigan was over 90 in June, Illinois was under 80. Oh. Uh, we have three million fewer people, they've been in the medical game much longer. But, but their law is much more open. Yeah. Their law is much more open. Like, I, if I was in Michigan, I'd be like, yeah, I can get your license. Come on, let's get it. Let's go. And then, uh, but in Illinois, it's like, oh, I don't know. Tell you what, the best I can do, you do this, you get in a lottery. Yeah. Because they made it so exclusive that everybody's trying to beat one another out. And, yeah, it still would have been complex and convoluted and all that crap. But you could have a Michigan where you'd be able to have actual operators as opposed to just this select few. And then I don't know if craft growers are going to be decided by a lottery. That might happen. Oh, I, I mean, I think the math and the probability allows for that, right? I mean, the, 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 the sheer number. I mean, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know the rubric, but I, I'm guessing – the the spread between the uh, amount of licensees and the amount of applicants is such where there's a good chance there'll be a lot of ties more than the the, the base amount. Right on. And Michigan has more weed, anyways, too, right? That's why. I'm saying they got an older culture, more established. You know, well, you got you guys culture as well. It's just that it's way more. Um, it's way more cracked down. I'm sure that uh, Oklahoma's uh, cannabis culture was allowed to more permeate because they made it so open and easy and accessible. And yeah. but then, you know, when you make it that exclusive type club type thing, everybody wants to get in. And then it, it has. I don't know. It's, it's got its own trade offs. That's the way that it has it right now. And I hope they make it more open in Illinois, to be honest. Yeah, we're in the middle of it all. It's hard to I mean, we're in the middle of a lot of things right now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think. I like the intent of uh, the law uh, and how it's being rolled out. The, the, the key is what actually happens. So, so we're in this period of right now, we're just waiting things out and we're a little angsty, whatever, you know, not, not once we're on the other side of at least, you know, if we see like some really strong, talented uh, companies from places and walks of life that don't ordinarily have that background and bring in a different business sense and maybe actually use the foundational elements of these businesses to re-engage communities and build communities and build commerce. That's a wonderful thing. Oh yeah. The intent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, they make uh, it more open. Whatever. So we can, all of us, the beautiful thing about now is all of us can watch, you know, Gronin's there to, 
try to do as much homework as possible and share what's bullshit and what's not. Right. Yeah. Brad, thank you so much for thank joining you. us today. Where can we go to find, follow what you guys got going on at Gronin? Gronin.com. Uh, Twitter, tweet Gronin. And I'm on Twitter at Spirison. Nice. Got it. Awesome. We will throw those links in the description. Thanks again for coming on and thanks for tuning in, everyone. We will see you on Sunday. Awesome. Thanks.